The views and opinions reflected in any of the stories narrated are solely those of the story contributor and are not necessarily that of the Nightmare Society. This podcast features adult content, so listener discretion is highly advised. And if you or anyone you know is struggling, help is available. Please see the resources in the show notes. Hello, 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 and happy Halloween, everyone. Maybe another warning, don't listen to this episode at night. It's uh, pretty freaky in my humble opinion. I hope you all have a scary but safe Halloween. Tag us in your Instagram Halloween photos. We would love to see your uh, costumes. It's uh, at Nightmare Society Radio. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. several experiences all around the same location within months of each other. First one happened when I had just adopted my puppy. He was 11 weeks old and loved everyone. He would run up to anyone and everyone, tail wagging, the friendliest thing. One day we were out on a walk in a large open cow field behind where I lived at the time. It was dusk and there wasn't really anyone else around, except this hiker in the distance walking towards us. My dog saw him and stopped in his tracks, got down low to the ground, and just started growling. The hiker was still too far away for me to even make out his face, but my puppy was freaking out. As he got closer, I started to become seriously unnerved. He was pacing it towards us like a robot. That's the only way I can describe it. Or like the way military people walk. Very stiff and deliberate. He was pale white and had these dead eyes that seemed to not see us at all. There was no acknowledgement of us whatsoever. He just robo-speed walked straight towards us in our direction. The dog was going crazy, growling, whining. I had never heard him make these sounds before. When the hiker walked past me, I just felt this sense of dread hit me in the gut. It felt like evil. It was the single most terrifying encounter I've ever had. As he passed us, his eyes didn't move. It was as if he didn't see us, even though the dog was growling at him. He just power walked past us and continued on. It was strange too, the direction he was going in, because all there was that way was a giant hill, and it was getting dark. Anyway, as soon as he was past us, me and my dog just broke into a run, as if we were both running for our lives. We ran all the way home. A couple of months later, after the first encounter, I again was walking my dog. 
again just reiterating the point that he is the friendliest dog ever, especially as a puppy. All he wanted to do was run up to strangers for pets. So we're in this field and there's a load of hikers with backpacks on, stopped, checking their maps. Puppy is checking them out, tail wagging, when he zeroes in on one hiker lady who's standing still, just observing a tree. He dropped to the ground, started growling and whining, just like the last time. She did not acknowledge us, she just stared at this tree with her dead eyes. And she was pale. Very, very super pale. And when I caught a glimpse of her face properly, I felt that same sense of dread as the last time. She looked fairly normal except she had almost no nose. I know this sounds insane. It was more like she had slits. Like someone who's done too much cocaine and had their nose fall off. Or like Voldemort. I don't think the dog could have been growling at her appearance though because her back was turned to us when the growling started. I know it sounds mundane, but I cannot put into words how creepy she was. Another odd experience I had was a friend and I were just leaving my house to walk the dog when we realized we had forgotten something inside. Where I live, there's no car access and it's considered the safest area ever. So the dog is usually free to roam around outside saying hello to people on the path. We left him outside for a second while we went back in and when I came out, there was a man in a business suit standing completely still, staring at my dog, and my dog was staring back at him, not growling this time, just very still. It was so weird he wasn't looking at the dog like he was afraid of it, more like he'd never seen one before. It was a curious look, he was genuinely intrigued by him. Also, the fact that he was wearing a suit was freaking weird because I lived on a boat on the river. It's muddy and there's cows and dogs and stuff. It was just such a strange outfit to see someone in at that location. Almost as if someone was trying to play human and got it a bit wrong. So this stare-off went on for a good minute or so while my friend and I just kind of observed from the doorway. Then he walked on past a gate and into the field where the other two encounters happened. We followed behind him because we happened to be going in the same direction. We followed him through the gate, into the field, and watched him veer off to follow a path to our left, towards the hill that the first hiker was marching towards. We continued on straight with the dog, heading for the pub on the other side of the field. I'm sure you can tell I'm from England. When I realized I had forgotten my purse, I turned around to go back, but now the suit guy was back at the gate we had just come through. He was just standing there, staring at the gate, occasionally lifting the latch on it, as if he was inspecting it. It was super weird and creepy. What the heck was he doing? He was just walking away and then turned around and came back to, what, check the gate mechanism was working properly? I decided not to go back for my purse because I didn't want to have to walk past him again. And another experience, which happened in the same field another couple of months after that, on a dog walk again, my boyfriend was with me, 
but he told me to go ahead into the field while he finished getting ready and that he would meet me there. So Puppy and I walked out into the field and I immediately spotted a hiker, Robo Power walking towards us as if he had just come down from the hill. It wasn't the same guy as before, but it was the same kind of unsettling energy. I felt it in my gut. It was wrongness, unease, and he was walking the exact same way. I pretended to chase my dog in the opposite direction and waited for him to pass through the gate before I got back onto the path. I watched him walk through it and disappear past the gate and down the path. Puppy and I carried on walking when about two minutes later I felt like I needed to turn around. So I did. And there he was again, power walking towards us with those dead eyes. I literally felt my blood run cold. I've never been so terrified. He was going so fast and with such intensity that the dog just started running. I fumbled for my phone and tried to call my boyfriend, who did not answer. I veered off the path cut through the grass and circled back to the gate in a giant arc. Creepy alien dude continues power walking up the path he had just come down, as if he's going back up the hill. Sweating and out of breath, I spotted my boyfriend finally walking up to join us, and ran into him babbling about the weirdo hiker with the bad energy. He asked me where, and as I turned to point him out, we both realized that he's now power walking backwards with his eyes locked on us, still heading back up the hill. Backwards. What the F? We were both seriously freaked out. These all happened over the summer. Come autumn, I was living alone on the boat with the dog while boyfriend was away for work. One night around midnight, the dog and I were walking home from a pub quiz. It's always super dark on these country paths and my phone had died, so I had no light and was literally crashing into hedges and trees, trying to feel my way home by moonlight. The moon and the stars were super, super bright that night. Anyway, to get to my boat, I have to cross over the river on a bridge. As I'm walking over the bridge, I was looking up at the stars, as they were my only source of light. I ended up observing what I thought was a plane because it was moving steadily in my direction over that hill in that field where everything happened. As I'm watching it, it seemed to suddenly look at me. I don't know how to describe that. It's as if it suddenly realized it was being observed. I felt us connect. And then it shot off into the left super fast and blinked out of existence. Obviously, in my mind, that's a freaking UFO, and it's hovering over the hill where the creepy aliens keep appearing from. So now I was terrified. I ran all the way home, crashing into bushes like a crazy person because I couldn't see, locked the door, and hid under the covers like a kid. A month or so after that, Puppy woke me up at like 4am because he needed the toilet. Half asleep, I went to open the door for him and let him outside. I want to just paint a picture so you understand how weird this is. I live on a boat, on the river. Where my boat was moored was the middle of the countryside. There's no lights on at night. Not much light pollution. No street lights. It's pitch dark apart from the light of the stars and the moon. 
So when I stuck my head out of the boat to call the dog back and I found myself being blinded by white light, I was really confused. I looked up at the sky and couldn't even open my eyes fully because it was so bright. It was this light, this giant white mass really low in the sky. So low and bright that I couldn't see anything else if I looked up. The dog came running back in and I slammed the door shut, locked it, and went back to sleep. It was kind of like a you-didn't-see-anything moment. I didn't even think anything of it at the time. Looking back, it makes no sense. I even went back to the spot recently to make sure there's no other light I missed, like a new lamp post or something. There's not. Anyway, I don't know what these mean, but I moved back onto land and away from that hill and field, and they stopped happening. I actually walked up to the top of that hill one morning to check it out, and it's just a pretty picnic spot. No alien headquarters. If anyone has any ideas what this was, let me know. This is a story that my mother and my aunts told me when I was in high school. I am 21 years old now and it has never left me. I think about it constantly and ponder over what happened. My grandfather passed close to a year ago in June of 2020. He was 96 when he died and it caused some issues in my family. They don't really pertain to the story, but there are some things about him that I have to share in order to explain the story the best way. My grandfather was a man who was extremely calloused and old-fashioned. He was bitter, abusive, and a complete macho man. My mother was raised on never showing emotion or pain due to his abuse and lack of compassion for others. He was also an extreme racist. He had many secrets in my family that are now coming to light after his death. Everything that happened around him was brushed off and forgotten because he had more important things to do, like drinking and having affairs. Just an overall intense and very no-nonsense type of man. He also was not religious at all and found things like faith and hope stupid. This story takes place sometime in the 70s, most likely early to mid-70s. My mom was born in 1965 and remembers this story clearly. My aunts as well remember this happening, but no one knows exactly what year. One summer day, my grandfather decided to take his family on a small outing with the intent to have a picnic in the woods. My mother, her three sisters, and her mother slash my grandmother were all there and very excited about this. Where we're from, my family is more than accustomed to the woods and has lived in this area for generations. Going into the woods for a fun family activity was nothing out of the ordinary and seemed to be just another normal day. They made their way down a dirt backwoods road and stopped once they found a clearing large enough to accommodate them. As all the kids started jumping out of the car and messing around as kids do after being stuck together, my grandmother began unloading their food and picnic supplies. 
my grandfather began surveying the area and decided where to set up. As he was doing that, something in the woods past the clearing caught his eye. Before going to see what was out there, he yelled to the family and said he would be right back. The kids and my grandmother thought not much of this since they're all used to the woods, and these woods in particular were very familiar to them. They continued unloading and setting up the stuff they brought. One of the girls pointed out something in the clearing that caused a sudden shift from a normal day to something far worse. It was a dirt mound that looked like something was buried under it. The mound was about the size of a small person, maybe even child-sized. It was too big to simply be an animal in these woods. There was nothing but squirrels and raccoons in the area. Scattered among the mound were larger river rocks. There was no pattern, but they were definitely placed on the mound intentionally. Also, the dirt seemed to be fresh, as though just buried. It was loose and slightly darker than the area around it. The mood immediately shifted from an average day in the woods to something much darker. My grandmother became concerned and told the girls to stay away from it. She was clearly upset and worried about it, but did her best to ignore it. The girls, all being children, didn't have the same amount of worry and continued playing while just avoiding the mound. They tried to return to their picnic and the girls were already chasing each other in circles again. It was supposed to be a joyous, sunny day, and my grandmother wanted to keep it that way. Things seemed to return to normal for a beat. The trees around them created a wall of dense foliage, blocking their view from anything inside the forest. One of the girls again took notice of something strange. It was clear immediately what it was. Along one of the long branches of the tree hung a noose. It was tied with a rope and hung high above their heads. A lump of dirt can be explained away by nature, but someone had to have placed the noose up there. My grandmother stopped dead in her tracks when she first saw it. Something was wrong. Very, very wrong. They couldn't just pack up and leave. My grandfather was still out of the woods. Even children can recognize a noose as a symbol of death. The children started to become very anxious. Whatever innocence was keeping them from worrying about the mound had completely vanished. My grandmother, the resilient woman she is, soothed her children and told them it was just left by deer hunters. She knew in her heart, though, that they needed to leave. No deer hunter would hang a deer and then bury it. At least no sane deer hunter. It wasn't until they started hearing something in the woods that they began to really panic. My grandmother, as well as all the children, began hearing a rhythmic chanting from deep in the woods. It sounded as though there was a group of people all singing in deep voices to the beat of a drum. It went in a quick pattern. Three steady beats followed by a pause, and then it would repeat. It sounded far away, but immediately fear began to take hold of each of them. They each listened and gathered together. As the seconds passed, it began to increase in volume. It was getting louder, but not just louder, closer. What started out as a distant echo soon began to engulf the entire clearing. My grandmother was terrified and wanted so desperately to leave, but my grandfather had yet to return. 
They waited, fear-ridden as the sound began to fill their chests. It felt as if they were at a concert as the deep bass began to vibrate in their chest. It was everywhere, and constant, as though the sound was being made by the trees themselves, surrounding the family in every direction. Suddenly the sound of yelling broke through the constant drone of chanting. My grandfather's voice was yelling out to them from the trees. Go! He yelled. Get in the car! He came running out of the woods, yelling that they needed to leave. They had never seen terror on this man, especially as they did at this moment. He was a man afraid of nothing, unbothered by the world around him. This was the most emotion any of them had ever seen from him. He saw something in those woods, something that shook his very being to the core. My grandmother began throwing everything back in the car as the kids got in as well. My grandfather and grandmother picked up their things and as quickly as possible threw it all into the car. They had no care for the things they were packing up due to their fear. Food was all over the trunk and items were broken. After everything was tossed in, they both got in the car and drove away. This is where the main grunt of the story ends, but one fact from this story is what really has caused me to wonder all these years. My grandfather has refused to ever speak of what he saw. He never told any of the children or my grandmother. Every time this was brought up, he quickly rebuffed it and angrily told them not to ask again. He never went to the police or told someone outside of the family. My grandfather is the only person who knows what happened that day. When I first heard the story, I swore to myself I would ask him one day. Now I can't, and regret it greatly. By the time I was in high school, he had moved out of the state with other family members, and I mostly lost contact with him outside of occasional happy birthday calls or letters. The story doesn't have an answer to go with it. When he died, the only thing I was sad about was never knowing what happened that day. We were not close when I got older, and once I learned of all the abuse he caused, I separated myself from him. His death looms over me, and this story still haunts me to this day. My mother and aunts just look back on it as a spooky memory from their childhood. Nothing more than a story to spook the little ones at Thanksgiving. I am one of those people in the family who is still curious about what happened. I have always been interested in mysteries, the occult, horror, and conspiracy theories. This story piqued my interest more than any others in my family. Which, by the way, this isn't the only strange story from my family, but definitely the most strange. I wish I had answers. This gives me chills to this day. The most chilling part is that I wasn't alone in the experience. Probably shouldn't have waited till the middle of the night to write this out, but here it goes. When I was about 12, my best friends and I used to sleep out on my friend's trampoline in his yard. We would gather our bed stuff and bounce around till we got tired, then eventually lay down and go to sleep. We all lived out in the country in Ohio, so the night sky was always awesome to check out while we talked and dozed off. We had campouts like this during summer break for years. 
One particular evening, it was my two best friends and I. Kyle, Brandon, Brandon was Kyle's cousin, and another friend of ours, Jeremy. And after winding down, we were laying there talking when we noticed that there's something floating over the woods nearby. You couldn't see it directly, just that it blocked the stars out as it slowly moved. It was just a little higher than the tree tip tops and completely silent. We were just some dumb kids, so we just watched it. Slowly it drifted until it was directly over top of us. Then suddenly, there was the light that I cannot describe. More than blindingly bright. Disorientingly, cripplingly bright. Like it shone down into you. The next thing I remember, we were all standing inside Kyle's house looking out his sliding glass back door at it still hovering there, and then it glides off. We were all spooked for sure, but we decided to go back out to go to bed on the trampoline. We're laying there for a while, and the next thing we know, it comes back again, and does the exact same thing. Again, we find ourselves inside looking out the back door. Beyond all reason, we go back outside to bed again and the same thing happens again then we finally say screw it and sleep inside with the lights on Kyle moved away to Florida that summer and we lost touch Kyle didn't live there anymore so Brandon stopped coming around and I was never really close with Jeremy so that was that for several years then when I was 18 I heard he was in town staying with family. I ran into him at a party one night and pulled him aside to ask him about it as it had bothered me for some time. His response has shaken me to this day. I cannot describe his reaction sufficiently. He looked at the ground and said, I don't want to talk about it. I was kind of shocked by his response so I didn't know what to say. He got up and walked out and I stayed sitting there thinking about what just happened. I got up after a minute to go see if I could find him, but he had left immediately after that. That was it. I haven't seen him or Brandon or Jeremy since, but his response left me enough to know that something strange definitely went down that night. I don't know if I want to remember. I've had the exact same reoccurring nightmare since I was three years old. I wake up in my bed because something is tapping on the window. We were on the second story, above the giant hill next to the Mount Airy water towers on Coleraine Avenue, so the two stories was more like three. There were no trees or branches that could have been tapping it. That side of the house had no trees. I sat up in bed and looked over. My sister was already sitting up staring straight at the window. I remember asking her what it was. She had no idea. We sat there whispering for a little bit, terrified, because whatever this was, was definitely trying to get our attention. I get up and go to the window. 
She tries to stop me, but gets up with me. As we're standing there, to the bottom right corner, it looked like something was there, trying to make itself invisible. You could almost see an outline of this thing, with like a little bean-shaped head, probably three feet tall. The tapping is still happening, and just as it felt like it was about to show itself, the brightest light I have ever seen began shining through the window behind us, to the left of where my brothers were sleeping. We both sat straight up and started screaming. We started screaming. My dad and mom came running into the room and made us run to the bedroom across the hall. We ducked down next to the bed, all of us panting, trying to be quiet. But within 20 to 30 seconds, the light began shining through the window in that room. We all started screaming and our dad made us run downstairs. We were running from room to room, hiding from this giant spotlight. When this light hit the room, there were no shadows anywhere the light touched. That's how bright this thing was. We eventually ended up in this giant room the house had that reminded me of an old ballroom. I'm not sure if that's what it was or not, but it was bigger than the giant living room and dining room together, and had a tile floor. We kept that room completely empty. It gave off bad vibes. We hid in there for maybe less than one minute before my dad made the decision. We were going to make a run for it. It was no longer safe in the house. We had one door that led outside. Now I remember being so scared because someone had broken the window on the door before and there was broken glass on the patio. I asked about it and they said don't worry about it. But I was like, we're barefoot. In pajamas, in the middle of the night. What is even happening? My dad counted down from three, opened the door, and we all silently made a run for it down the hill. I remember how it was chilly, yet warm. Probably spring, summertime. I remember the cold, wet grass on my feet as I ran. I was crying because I couldn't keep up, and every time I cried, my dad would pick me up. I began crying and he stopped me, came down to my three-year-old level, grabbed my shoulders and whispered sternly, Sam, I cannot carry you. You are slowing me down. You have to be quiet or they will find us. I was about to cry. I'm like, who are they? Who are they? He picked me up one last time and looked back at the house over his shoulder. It was a crystal clear night. You could see every star, but there is this huge storm cloud above the house, and only above the house in a circular shape, with the spotlight coming from it frantically searching from window to window to find us, I assume. He puts me down again and then we run. The rest of my family is at the bottom of the hill already, but we catch up and he tells us to go into the woods on our right. There was a fitness trail that led to the apartments behind the house. I looked up when we got to the stairs. My dad tells us to split up. My oldest brother and sister ran to the left. My middle brother and my mom ran to the right. My dad and I went straight. We were trying to be as quiet as possible, but I was just so scared that just trying to catch my breath would make them hear us. We are all standing in the woods barefoot in pajamas hiding from some light. 
when it starts to come toward us. I remember closing my eyes and being like, Please don't fight us. Please don't fight us. But when I opened my eyes, the light was already making its way to the woods where we were hiding. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god, they're going to find us. So in my tiny brain, I was like, maybe it's better if they just find us anyway. I step away from the tree and screamed. My siblings from each side started yelling at me to shut up. My dad came over to grab me and the light started shining on us. My entire family ran over and my dad hugged us all in the light. It got brighter and everything went white. Then I wake up. Over and over for years until I was 18 years old, I had this dream. Eventually the dream would change and the light would be replaced with whatever I was scared of at the time. T-Rex from Jurassic Park, Beetlejuice as the snake, etc. And if they looked through the window and saw you, you were caught. I remember a random day we woke up and my brother and I had the same scar on our arm. Exact same spot, length and size. We giggled because we both had a little patch of nothing on our arms that matched and popped up overnight. We had no memory of where this came from. Got to looking. Every single one of us have it. Mom, dad, two girls, two boys. Same spot, no memory of how we got it. It caused all kinds of problems. I was terrified of running for years. In elementary school, we would have to run laps for gym class, and every single time we had to, I would just break down and start crying because I, quote, couldn't keep up. I was terrified of my gym teacher because he would laugh at me and be like, Well, Sam's crying again. Go sit on the wall. That's where they put people that didn't have gym shoes, so I eventually purposely began wearing the wrong shoes. I would have panic attacks if he tried to make me run. Fast forward to about 25 years old. My dad, sister, and I are sitting at the table eating dinner at our family farm. We were talking about all of the paranormal things that happened in that house. It was one of the major stops on the Underground Railroad. Everyone got murdered in the house for hiding slaves. When I brought up the dream I kept having, I started with... I know it's just a dream, but the entire time we lived in the house, I had this reoccurring nightmare that I woke up in the middle of the night. My sister cut me off. And something was tapping on the window? My jaw dropped. She continued. Something was tapping on the window and it woke us up, but it was making itself invisible. We went back and forth, finishing each other's sentences. She mentioned Dad making us run outside in the middle of the night. And she even told me, Chris and I went left, Mom and Nick went right, and you and Dad ran straight. We looked over at my dad and he was frozen. His face was white as a ghost. I asked him if he remembered it too. And he slowly put his fork down and said, Something like that. Every single one of us remember it. And it made so much sense. My siblings started being really, really mean to me after that experience. Straight up hateful. And they said it's because all I did was cry. But it's because I got us caught. I have other memories from after that. It was weird. We woke up in this place that looked like a hospital. 
all white floors and walls. Whoever we were with separated us from our parents and took us to this room with glass windows. They stood outside and just watched us in silence and didn't say a word. The room was filled with other kids. They were silent. All of them had bleach blonde hair and blue eyes, but no other facial hair, like no eyebrows or eyelashes. Everything just seemed off about them. After standing there in silence watching these kids silently play with toys, it clicked. I was like, Oh, they just want us to play with them. I ran over to a little girl and said, Hi. My sister yelled at me and tried to stop me, but I was like, Nah, man, this is cool. We got woken up to play with toys and other kids. Their toys were weird. There was like a bouncy ball, a fire truck, other random kids' toys, but then there were things I had never seen. They were like just shapes with weird colors, but when you touched them, they made you feel a certain feeling, like straight up voodoo magic. They made you feel an emotion. They really weirded me out. Everyone else eventually kind of gave in and interacted with the kids, but they were so on edge and I didn't understand why, because I was three. They were using us to teach them how to act like children. They didn't understand laughter or why we did it. They couldn't laugh. That's all I remember, is that they didn't understand how or why we would laugh, or why playing made us laugh. I started reading a book I got off Amazon called The Threat. I went in just thinking it was BS. It took me six months to even finish it because it was just so boring and seemed too far out there. But there are sections in the book that brought me back like, um... It mentioned people being in rooms with kids playing with toys. It mentioned the weird ones that you touched and made you feel feelings. It mentioned a lot of things I remember and kept to myself. It even mentioned things I'm not willing to talk about. This book is basically people being put under hypnosis and the notes this doctor took of them remembering what happened to them. Back in early 2016, my family and I were sound asleep at home in South Georgia. There was a bad storm passing through that night. Anyway, I wake up at about 2 a.m. to a really weird sound. The only way I can describe it was the sound of the alien machines in War of the Worlds. A big... sounds ridiculous, but it was freaking terrifying. It was so loud it shook the house. Also at the same time, the noise sounded, the sky turned green, and I mean green. So bright it looked like daytime. I get up to investigate, to basically see if anyone else in my family had heard the noise or seen the light. 
When I walked out into the living room, my mom and brother were already standing there at the window, watching outside. They asked me if I had heard the noise and seen the sky. I told them, heck yeah, that's why I'm up. We all stayed around the window discussing what we think it might be. Weird lightning? An electrical transformer malfunction? A nearby nuclear plant? About every two minutes the sun would start and the sky would turn a bright green color. We were freaked out, but there was nothing we could do about it. So eventually, after we had watched it several times, we decided to go back to bed. Expecting to be able to read about it or hear something on the news about it the next day. The next day, there were no reports on it. We asked neighbors. Nobody had seen what we had. Obviously, it makes you feel crazy, like, did I dream that? But it's something my mom, brother, and I still wonder about to this day. We couldn't have had a collective dream, so I have no doubt it really happened. But I have no clue as to what it could have been. What did we see and hear? As always, thank you so much for listening. Happy Halloween. And until next time.